Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm Carol Tuttle, your host, author of the best-selling book, The Child Whisper. There I am. Welcome to my Facebook audience, Carol Tuttle here. Um, today's an important, I think all parenting topics are important, but I think this one is especially um, really important for our time. It's should I medicate my child or not? And this is specifically to a lot of the diagnoses that are being, um, that there's a lot more diagnostic labels for children's mental health conditions and behavioral um, expressions than I think we've ever seen with our children. But before we get going on that topic, I want to share a success story. And I am taking live callers. I spend about 10 minutes here on Facebook with my Facebook audience simultaneously broadcasting both on Blog Talk Radio and Facebook, and I'll be taking live callers at 347-677-1963. So you're welcome to call in with your parenting question today. The success story was shared um, by a mom who wrote in, I've struggled with getting my type 3 four-year-old son to clean up his toys. Recently, I asked him how he would like to store his toys when he isn't playing with them. They've been sorted in a couple bins, but it just wasn't working. He told me he wanted a big bucket to store them all in. It's been working, and I haven't even had to ask him to clean it up. He does it himself because he can do it so quickly. Best $8 I've spent in a while. Thank you. Now, a couple key takeaways. Thank you, Mom, for your success story of your type 3 determined swift moving child. He's only 4 years old. But how smart of you to ask him. Ask him the question. How do you want to uh, clean up your toys? What do you need to support you? The fact that he didn't have to sort it all out, he just got to dump them all in one bin, made the difference. So thanks for recognizing his amazing swift determined movement and that you've accommodated him to create success. Because again, you're drawing on his natural movement, his natural gifts, you're being able to set it up, create an environment, a situation where he can be successful be acknowledged for that success to continue to develop those natural gifts. So love those, love the success stories. Please send your success story to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Now let's get into today's topic. Uh, this is a really I'm passionate about this topic when it comes to should we medicate our children or not. And this was prompted by a question, uh, a comment that was posted on my Facebook page recently where a mom wrote, I'm struggling with deciding whether or not to try medication with my type 3 daughter. I'm also struggling with deciding whether she has ADD, attention deficit order, or it's just her The problem is she's simply not happy and she doesn't care how miserable she makes the rest of us. In fact, one of her teachers said she definitely sees ODD, oppositional defiant disorder, in my daughter, but not necessarily ADD because my daughter is so defiant. That being said, I've learned that ODD is often a byproduct of another undiagnosed disorder. I think if medication could help this child be happier and help the rest of us tolerate her better, then isn't it worth trying? So I didn't, I saved it for today's podcast specifically. I don't think I even commented. The comment would have been a really long comment. So I've got five strategies to consider before you medicate. And I'm going to give two of them live here on Facebook. Then we're going to flip over to um, Blog Talk Radio. You can go to, I'm sorry, I neglected to put that link in the copy here, but it's blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Carol, not the, that's Facebook, blogtalk.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. 
now, the, I want to preface this with my own story. I think it's fascinating that there tends to be trends in health conditions with children. When my oldest son, who's now, he turned he's 32 this year. He, he'll, he's my type two son, a very sensitive nature. When he was only 18 months old, he had reoccurring ear infections, and that seemed to be a prevailing issue of the time when I was raising my children and they were small, that ear infections were kind of on the front lines of issues, health issues with children. A popular author of the time was Dr. Lyndon Smith, and he was about the only one at the time that had publicly, you know, because this is pre-internet days, this is when, this is in 1986. Chris was born in 1984, so we didn't have the internet to Google all this. You just had books and bookstores, and I discovered Lyndon Smith, and he had an alternative approach when it came to ear infections. He was convinced by all of his studies, and as an MD, a pediatrician, that they were really um, strongly a byproduct of allergens. And so after taking my son to the doctor multiple times and having him medicated with antibiotics, I think we were going to, um, within a short window of time, I'm talking, let's say, six months window of time, the doctor wanted to now give him his fourth round of antibiotics to, kill, to get rid of the ear infection. Now, my study with Lennon Smith and the other material that I was reading that I could access said that I was blowing out my child's immune system, his, that his healthy, healthy biotic system, his white blood cells, all that was really in his system that would help him counter his ear infection tendency, I was setting him up to potentially have more ear infections by higher doses because with each round, the dose had to go higher. And so that was sort of the health trend of the time was this whole conversation around ear infections. And I remember distinctly the day when the doctor was telling me he was just ready to, you know, diagnose and medicate again, that I'd been studying. And I had reason to believe that, that it was really a side effect of allergies in my son's diet. And he looked at me like I was crazy and didn't want to have anything to do with that conversation. And I decided to fire him. I wish I had used that phrase. Thank you very much. You're fired. Uh, I didn't say you're fired, but I said, I'm not going to keep doing this. I know in my heart it's not right and supported to my son's overall health. I'm going to find a doctor that will help him get well. And I left his office. This is before I knew I was a type 3 energy, a 3-4. You know, I didn't have this energy profiling system in my awareness. But I was very true to my nature and just putting my foot down in a way and saying, no more meds. We're not building his body to now be supportive. We're actually compromising him and setting him up for more infection. And so that leads me now to my five steps to is it correct to medicate? To answer that question, medication is correct for you. So the first one is, how long have you known your child's energy type? And how long have you been parenting them true to their nature? It's possible that your parenting could have put them in a state of imbalance, which has caused imbalances both mentally, emotionally, and physically. And so you might need to give it more time to help recorrect. I hear from women and men all the time consistently that their physical health, their emotional health, and their mental health is improving. 
because they are now living true to their nature. And with my background in energy healing, that does not surprise me. When we are not given permission and support and validation for the truth of who we are at a core level, we go out of balance. And when we're energetically out of balance, the systems start to go out of balance. The body goes out of balance. Our brain, our neurological system can't function properly. Our emotions are compromised because we're now in survival mode because we're having to watch children learn subconsciously whether I'm safe to be me or not very quickly. It's not a conscious thinking mind, you know, mental process. It's a feeling state. Am I safe to be me? And when we do not feel safe and validated for our true self, we will come up with strategies very early, even as early as two years old, to now navigate the place that doesn't feel open and supportive to try and get our needs met. And that can throw us into imbalance. So check how long have you known their type and give it some time to validate validate, validate, and set up environments where your child can get healthy and succeed on all levels. My second tip is learn simple energy healing techniques to support your child's mind-body energy system coming back into balance. We have a regenerative system. It's powerful. It's potent. We need to work with our personal energy and our children's energy system. A really, it's been around for years. Brain Gym is one of the original offerings of helping the using simple techniques to get the neurological system functioning properly. I also reckon you can just go to Brain. There's a book. We'll have a link to it in the copy when the post goes up and a link to it in the copy for the podcast. It's the Brain Gym book. It teaches simple techniques to re-get the brain wired correctly. Because what we're doing, when you introduce medication in formative developing years, you are interfering with the body's own developmental cycles and physiological, neurological systems to come into correct functioning. And another really great book is Donna Eden's Energy Medicine book. Any of her protocols can be applied to children and given that give them an advantage for well-being and healing. My third tip is, what, the, what is the prayerful answer rather than the convenient answer? You, yes, could be worn out, tired out. When my son was dealing with ear infection after ear infection for close to a year, because it was several months into it before I took him even to a doctor and we got di- he got diagnosed, yeah, I was close to a year into this. I was tired. He didn't sleep well. He he had early on in his life, a lot of allergies, which, you know, told me right away, the child, you know, I didn't know his sensitive nature would counter certain things in our diet. And I was very, very prayerful about this because it was a serious matter to me. And I wasn't going to take the convenient route just to make my life more easily, you know, more tolerable just because I was tired. We saw a lot of stuff in my children's early years, and it was a stressful time. Yet I made it a matter of prayer. I wanted to do what was in the highest good of my child, not the convenient answer for me just because I was kind of fed up and losing patience. 
I wanted to make the long-term big picture decision that I knew the decision I made when he was 18 months old could very well affect, you know, his life for many, if not his whole life. The doctor wanted to not only just medicate with antibiotics, he wanted to put tubes in his ears. That was compromising his body. And I had not, I had not exhausted all my other avenues, you know? And so if you've not exhausted these other avenues, if you've not, taken these steps first, I would hold off on the medication. Personally, it's what I did. Again, you have to make your own decisions. I'm not a medical doctor. This is parenting advice from one parent to another. And you have to make a parent a prayerful decision because it's a decision that has long-term effects. Long-term. And it's, a, it's one you want to make very prayerfully. I'm going to sign off from my Facebook audience. I want you to keep listening. Well, I'm going to give you the other two tips here because I want you to get these resources. Tip number four is so critical. How is your child's diet? Diet is foundational. Food is medicine. Whole real foods and possibly removing gluten from their diet because gluten and dairy are not pure sources of these products anymore. Homogenized milk all kinds of information on that. We have the benefit of having raw milk here in Utah. It's the only kind of milk I will, will consume. Um, there are so many preservatives, pesticides, hormones affecting our diets and then our children. And we're, to, you know, three, four generations down into this, the, the diet, um, the, the posterity having been affected by a modern day diet. You basically can shop around the perimeter of the grocery store. Anything in the aisles is not going to be real whole foods. A really great resource for you is I actually, my good friends run the website superhealthykids.com. They have a fabulous premium membership. You can get 20% off by using the code WHISPER20. They, they, I contacted them. They gave me... Um, use the link, thechildwhisper.com forward slash healthy. Use the code WHISPER20 to get 20% off their premium membership, where you're going to get a year's worth of menus of whole, real, healthy foods to make it easy for you. Shopping list, menu plans. It's so turnkey. Use this to your advantage. Clean up your children's diet you've got to get them on a healthy diet. That was the mainstay of turning things around for my son. I took him off wheat, dairy, soy, citrus, and egg. I gutted his diet, and we're talking now, you know, in 1986. I didn't have the convenience of bloggers pumping out recipes right and left. I did not have the convenience of foods made available. You know, I had to look far and wide to learn how to cook with brown rice flour, but I did it. I did. I put our whole family on this really, this really clean, real whole food diet, taking out those five allergens. I did find a medical doctor that was more holistically based that put them on. The next thing, which is supplementation. There's a good chance your child needs supplements because our foods lack micro and nanonutrients. They, our foods lack the most essential minerals because our food has just been challenged this way. And I, he was put on supplementation. Vitamin, water-soluble vitamin E was one of the things that we 
the doctor put him on. He was put on probiotics to build up his immune system. There were a few other things he put him on. But for you know, six months, we were hardcore, and we flipped. I turned this around. He got healthy. His ears got healthy. He's not had an allergy since. For six months, I was just full on. My determination really showed up for this. But I have found a product I really, really highly recommend. We've had experience with algae and uh, marine plankton for years. My type 4 son, the younger brother, showed signs of um, having a quality of ADD, but he was in overload. He was overstimulated from school. He'd come home and his system, I didn't know he's a type 4. I didn't know how to help him get grounded, focus, get into that inner still space and be able to really stay true to himself. His energy was being pulled in so many ways he would just have these crash moments where he would get really upset. He's a type four, secondary three, and this intensity would come out. And at the time, this is in the, um, he was born in 87. And so we're talking the um, 94, 95. I found a product, um, a, a super blue green algae product. And it worked like magic. I gave it to him and it just, boom, he got grounded and centered. I've recently found what I believe is a really um, valuable resource to enrich your children's diet with micro and nanonutrients. It's called Ocean Alive. It's a marine phytoplankton drop. It's 40 bucks for a bottle. Um, it's at activationproducts.com. I met the owner of this company recently, Ian Clark, has spent several years researching the product line that he's offering at activationproducts.com to make sure that they're of the highest quality, they're reasonably priced, and you get the biggest benefit. And I've just recently come across this. I'm using this myself. He says the dosage should be about 15 drops a day per 150 pounds. And so you're going to use two, three drops. You put it in a little bit of juice, um, diluted juice. I have my opinions about juice and how juice is in. It's very high um, sugar, <laughs> even if it's fruit, you know, considered fruit juice. Um, you just don't want to give your children, you can use juice to be the carrier for the marine phytoplankton drops. They're only going to need three, four, depending on their weight, a couple drops a day. It doesn't even have much flavor to it. And, and I know that's going to give them some advantage. The brain needs minerals. That is the brain needs nano and micro minerals in our foods, the nutrients that we're not seeing in our diet. And so I would choose environmental encourage you to assess yourself. If you're thinking of medication, if your child's on medication, then these are five, have you considered these five, these five areas of helping correct this? And again, make it a prayerful matter. It's a decision that affects your child. Now, I've got some great questions that have come in more about whether that parent should medicate or not. So hop on at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. And you can always subscribe on iTunes to this podcast. And a couple quick announcements. We've got some exciting things happening on Carol Tuttle TV this week here on Facebook Live. Well, Wednesday, we have our next edition of Live Makeovers with Carol and Anna Kay. And you are invited to come to our store at 10:15 a.m. Wednesday, May 18th, to be a volunteer, to be a possible candidate. We chose, we choose right from the live audience, our makeup candidate. I hope you saw Shelly's makeover from our April episode. It was phenomenal. It was jaw-dropping, like this woman's life got turned on. 
We're going to do it again on Wednesday. And also, we have a live Q&A. If you just want to be in the live Q&A audience, you're welcome to come to my physical space here in Utah. You can see the information right here on my Facebook page. Look for the banner that says Live Makeovers, where I'm holding a blow dryer with same flames coming out of it. It's spectacular. We'd love to meet you on Wednesday. We will broadcast all three segments live, the, the selection, the Q&A, and the reveal. We will bring it all to you here live on Facebook. So up in the right-hand corner, you can subscribe so you get uh, notified every time I'm here. I'm usually here every Monday on the Child Whisper podcast, and we air Charles Tuttle TV every week. And Thursday, Thursday evening, make sure you subscribe at dressingyourtruth.com. Subscribe, and you'll get a notification about a live event that we're broadcasting Thursday. It's an hour-long event called Salon Stories, Emotions and Hair, and How to No Longer Give Your Power Away in the Hair Salon and Get What You Want. Everyone's welcome. That's a public broadcast. I air it live on my website. It starts at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Thanks for watching Facebook. We'll continue here on Blog Talk Radio. So I'm going to be taking callers today at 347-677-1960 to your parenting questions. So let's get to a few of our, oh, make sure you hit the number one on your phone if you want to talk to me, but let's take a couple of our email questions that are going along with the topic of today. The first question comes from a mom who writes, my type four son is 11. I know in your book, you say that type four children are often misdiagnosed with Asperger's. How do you know if they really have it or if it's just their type four nature out of balance? Years ago, my son received a diagnosis of being borderline Asperger's. You know, again, um, type four children get, that's why I call them the more serious child because an off, it is often the case they don't show the stereotypical signs of childlike behavior. They start to present what seems to be more adult-like behavior, but really it, all it is is a preference to an intellectual connection to the world and strongly being an introvert. And so they're not as socialized as quickly. They aren't as comfortable connecting in social situations. And so based on kind of the status quo of child development, if your child doesn't fit that, then you think, oh no, you know, what's wrong with my child and my type four child if they're not able to look someone in the eye, um, their development may be, prefer they may preference uh, taking more time for certain developmental small and um, large motor skill development because they want to make sure they do it correctly. So they may be what may be appeared to be delayed is not really delayed. It's just their preference to do things right the first time and to do it as perfectly as they can. And that's just how they're designed. And so when they say borderline Asperger's, I would, everything that you thought was an Asperger's condition, I would now compare that to the type four uh, behavior, thought and feeling processes, type four behavioral tendencies, and type four personality qualities. And how many of them just fit nicely into being a type four child? So you can even drop the Asperger's label. Now I know there's extreme spectrums. I'm not, I'm not um, coming down on the fact that, yeah, is there an extreme spectrum of behavior, thought and feeling processes, developmental, um, may, what may even be interferences or delayed development or hyper develop, you know, hyper, you know, there's the delayed, the um, 
things that are, are repressed and then the hyper expression of things. Well, I recently met a doctor who is one of the foremost psychiatrists in the country, in the world. He's very popular online, Dr. Daniel Amen. He tends to even be a little controversial just because he's willing to say it how it is. He's a type one energy and he's very candid. And I had a re- recent an opportunity to listen to him speak and I was really moved by his his message. And I asked him about the increased diagnostic trend with it, autism, ADD, Asperger's. And he did acknowledge that, you know, there's a, that the, that there is a disorder and there is an imbalance. Now when it's borderline, you know, if you're going to go to the doctor, they're going to give you a diagnosis. That's what they're trained to do. It's how that system works. But if there is a, if they are really extreme on the spectrum, he said, um, after he's currently doing research on autism, and he feels diet is at the heart of it, that now that we're three, four generations into our compromised diet of a processed foods, pesticides, hormones, you know, children are being affected by this, that it's essentially how important it is to clean up their diet. And he's got research to support this. So I can't, I haven't studied the research. It was a answer to a question I posed. Um, so there's more to learn. There's more for me to learn. I'm just putting it out there for you to connect with uh, Dr. Amen. I told him, I love what he's teaching. Parents need to hear what you have to say about diet, nutrition, and supplementation for proper brain development and health when the diagnostic, um, when there's so many mental and emotional health diagnoses for children these days. And I told him, Dr. Amen, I want to grow my audience to be a lot, you know, twice, three times the size. And I want you to come on as my guest. I want to interview you because his work is so important in my opinion. And question number two, I'm a type one mom. My type one six-year-old boy is having a horrible time focusing during school. It's to the point that he's failing behind the class. The teacher thinks he needs more than what we are doing for him. Do I hold him back in school or wait and see if he gets more focused next year? What part of this is his energy type and what is something bigger like ADHD? You know, I'd first assess what type is his teacher. If she, if his teacher is a type four or a type two energy, they're going to run their classroom in a very structured and a very uh, detailed step-by-step manner. You know, type fours have a very order and structure and they have without knowing it, a belief that the more structure, the more capable a child can achieve. They don't have a working knowledge of your son's type. Have you introduced this teacher to your son's type? That would be my other if you're dealing with teachers that are recommending medication, which I think that, in my opinion, way out of their um, expertise and domain, <laughs> like, sorry, you're a teacher, you're trained in educating, but not tell, tell me as the parent whether or not you think my child should be on medication just so you have certain outcomes in your classroom space. I would for sure see if I can tell a doctor you're fired, I certainly would be willing to tell a teacher um, I need you to read this book before I even have a conversation with you about medicating my child because that is a really big deal. Medicating my child is a really big decision. And I want would invite you, if you're asking me to consider medicating my child, I would ask you to please consider reading this book and understanding my high movement child that needs social interaction and more hands-on activities in order to learn correctly. And we are setting the precedence for my six-year-old son 
experience in school and I want to set up his learning environments that he is supported in his nature and has successful outcomes. So any teacher that's having a willing to have a conversation with you about medicating your child, I, I say that what, they've just opened the space wide up for you to have a conversation with them about, let's talk about reading a book here because there's information you don't have about who my son is and what he needs to successfully learn. Let's go to our phone lines. Donna is on the show. Hi, Donna. Hi, Carol. You're calling in about your son. He's 21, a type one. How can you get him motivated to get a job? <laughs> yeah, well, he just he came home from a mission six months ago. It didn't take him long to, you know, um, do away with those mission habits of early mornings. And um, he had planned on going out for the summer to sell alarms. He's been out three weeks, hasn't sold. They're ready to send him home. And I've got to send. Correct. Correct. Yes, I am. Okay, so he's an adult. Correct. You're, you're, I'm just reading your energy. You're energetically holding more concern. You're running the energy of concerned about job income and all that more than he is. I am. You're running it. So he doesn't have to see. And plus uh, it's going to put him on the defense. So you basically, what I would do, and we learned this, you know, we have a type one son and we, and we enabled him quite a bit. I had to watch Dr. My husband and I were, I think we were at a store in the TV section one day and Dr. Phil was running and they had it on like 30 screens. And I'm like, Whoa, we're supposed to get this message. It was about a adult, you know, parents of a 30 year old son who was still letting him live at home. And the mom was, you know, believing in him we got to do this for him and he never had any movement because he had no accountability to himself and his life because they kept enabling him to make up the difference and we looked at each other and went we're doing the same thing whoa we got to like cut the ties here so you basically he's an adult child and you can be you know I believe in you I don't I don't want to be responsible for your future I'm going to hand I apologize that I've been on you so much that I keep you know tracking you and you're feeling it. I don't want to do that. You're 21. I'm basically, uh, here's your life, but we got to come up with a strategy here that I'm comfortable with, that you feel you can accommodate, that we need a timeline that basically as you either have to start paying us to live here or you got to move out. Because I'm feeling more accountability for your future than you are, I feel. How do you feel about this? Fires you. How can I support you? I've never even asked you. How can I help support you because apparently what I'm doing isn't working. Okay. So I mean, hand it over, give him his life and say, you're 21, you know, and the only reason that I come up with these strategies is, is because guess what? You know, I want you to learn how to choose because who got him the the sales job? His um, brother-in-law. Yeah, did he go after it? Yes. No, did uh, your no, son go didn't. after it? No, see, he's no, doing he what didn't. everybody else wants. And as a type one, he'll be easily enrolled, so. Okay. So You're how much do I help him, him to be- do this? Yeah. 
I mean, coming home, you know, from a mission, he no longer has a car, you know, that went down to his younger sister, and how much do I provide for him to help him do what he That's an honest conversation with him to say, I'm not sure how much to support you with, and there's got to be some, you know, cause and effect and Uh choice and accountability here, that if we do Uh support you, you know, let's come up with a plan, but you got to be in charge of it, you know, I want this to be your plan, and work we're coming in as support because we've been creating a plan and hoping you'd be enrolled. It's just backwards. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta let him choose and then be accountable and say, and say, okay, I'm, I'm happy to offer that support and let's create some accountability here that, you know, how much time do you need? You know, let's, let's, but you choose. And when you work it Wonderful. out together, we'll let him take the lead. Because see, as a type okay. one, he'll just say, yeah, okay, he'll keep going along with all of you. But he's not coming from his own passion, his own, what do I want, you know? You're right. You're right. I just, I've probably handicapped him a lot. Okay. By, we all do that as parents. You know. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. love thing, isn't it? No, I think it's fear more than love. You're afraid he's not going to get his life going, quite honestly. Yeah. If you came from yeah. love, you'd turn it over to him and be, you know, willing to let him. Fear is motivating these choices more than love, honestly. So, okay. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Thanks, you're right. Thanks for calling in. And I'd love to hear the success story that you're going to create with this. And have him read Remembering Wholeness and read it. You read it or invite him to, only if he chooses it. My next caller, is it Cherie? It is. Nice to have you. You're a type one and you have a type two seven-year-old with anxiety at bedtime that brings up past negative experiences. Yes, and there's um, a specific experience that seems to come up and um, it happened you know, last Labor Day weekend, and she and I and her sister were in a canoe out on a lake, and we got in kind of a bad situation, and we very likely could have drowned. Luckily, you know, okay. came along and helped us, but she keeps bringing that experience back up. Okay. Are you schooled or trained? Um, have you learned any... Um, tapping techniques, emotional tapping. They're a clearing I've heard technique. You talk about it. Oh, sorry. I've heard you talk about it, but I've never tried it. Okay. Are you in my Dressing Your Truth community? I am. Do you belong to my lifestyle membership? Don't have that one. Well, I'm, I'm going to increase that as we continue on in that space. I'm starting to add um, healing um, content for like recently, we just we just um, published how to do, how to do tapping. We just published I don't like my type one energy to clear it, and like that would serve you to clear that. It's only thirteen dollars a month, and I'd recommend that you invest in that and learn, especially learn the tapping, because right when the panic comes up, what's happening is her autoimmune system is kind of getting program to run this anxiety at a certain time of day 
which is her fight and flight energy, which actually gets turned on between 9 and 11 p.m. And right in that moment, you want to validate the feelings rather than try and talk her out of them or, you know, don't try and reason when your child's emotionally charged. It never works. You want to move them you want to move them through the emotional energy. And in this case, she recognized how scared she was. She's never gotten to honestly express that event so that her emotion can run it out and come into um, homeostasis again. See, it's like she has to keep shutting this energy down. And you want her to be able to run it out when you can tap. And actually, you can tap on your children or have them follow you. You just have them repeat a sentence like, I'm scared because, I'm nervous because, and let them speak what's up for them, what, what is this about, and it'll run the energy out so they can get into a place of, I'm calm, I'm safe, everything's okay, I'm watched over. You know, it's evident by the fact that we're okay, and so that's going to give you the advantage to work with your children when they're in emotional states to be able to express the emotion with word and validate the emotion so that it actually comes into healing. Cause that's what the emotional energy it's energy and motion. It needs that kind of support to be able to come back into homeostasis is support for express it, expression of it, run the energy through. Okay. Thank you. That's been very helpful. I will um, try that. Yeah. I think you'll have great success with that. Um, we too often try and reason with our children when they're emotionally charged and our brains are flooded at that time. You know, you, you think of when you're emotionally flooded, you don't make the best decisions. You'll say things that you'll often regret. Your behavior can be modified to um, act um, a little more uncivilly. And so we your brain's not, you can't have reasonable conversations and work things out when someone's flooded with emotion. That's why tapping is such a powerful tool. And you can join my lifestyle membership right now. We offer it for anyone that owns addressing your truth course. I think we've been talking about opening that up at large for anyone to join since we have, we'll be increasingly um, adding more personal growth content and healing content in that space, which I'm excited about, but you can go to addressingyourtruth.com to access the lifestyle membership or email my support at dressingyourtruth.com if you have questions about that. Another email question that came in says, I'm a type four mom with a type one 14 year old son. He's been labeled ADHD since first grade. I've never paid much attention to this label because I hate labels. He's active and extremely absent-minded. He's my sunshine on a cloudy day. My son has a reading issue that contributes to his horrible grades at school. It's never been my focus for my kids to be straight-A students, but he gets extremely depressed about his grades. He misses out on free time at school and due to his grades, which just adds to the hyperactivity. To fit in, he's hanging around with kids who could lead him down a bad road. He's even said he wants to die, which breaks my heart. He seems open to energy work. Do you have any recommendations? Yes, yeah, this is a long-standing label. See, you may not realize, even though you've been kind of dismissive about it, he had the experience of going to someone that's, that's perceived as an authority, which I'm assuming you went to a doctor. That doctor um, prescribed the label ADHD, which is not a good for you, pat on the head. You're ADHD. We love that about you. It's you're flawed. You're flawed and compromised. So see, that gets taken on. 
And uh, you can clear that with the tapping strategies, releasing, I'm ADHD. What does that mean to him? You know, revisit that event and say, you know, what is that? You know, do you believe you're smart? You know, what is he really, what's his core belief about who he is? I'm sure it was affected when he was this little kid that it took on, I'm flawed, I'm inadequate, I'm incompetent. And it's showing up, see, when we have these core beliefs from these very uh, life-impacting events, like going to the doctor and having him tell him or her tell you, you're an ADHD, meaning you're a flawed human being, because that's the labels are not delivered in a way that says, you're special. There's, this is a gift, see? Now, if you had had access to this, He's 14. He's grown up with you not knowing he's a type one for most of his life. What are you needing to continue to alter in his learning experience to help him be set up in environments so learning is successful, true to his nature? Make sure you read my book, The Child Whisperer. It's really important that you keep revisiting and evaluating where in my life, where in my son's life, is he compromised still true to his nature that he can, you know, we want to, you want to really nip this. So prior to him entering adulthood, because see the, then, then he's, you know, handicapped still to not feel he can achieve success easily because he's compromised. So the reason he's doing the hanging out with kids who lead him down a bad road. It's just, there's sort of a little bit of an unworthy thing going on. And, you know, I don't feel that I fit in because, and kids get involved, you know, all the kids are kind of hanging out in the um, compromised space of choosing misbehaving and kind of counter counterculture stuff or because they're easily accepted by each other. They feel loved. They feel like you, you, you accept me without judgment and they don't feel that from the common culture. You know, they feel judged and there's these early imprints. This is an early imprint that needs to be cleared. And again, my tapping um, techniques will be, you can start with, I have type talk. See, there's things you can ask there. We'll, we'll just keep building on this and you're going to be able to support your son in shifting this. So Thanks to everyone for, I'm not going to be able to take any more live callers. I'm down to three minutes before the show ends. And I'm going to read the note. I've got a caller, an one 15 year old type one or three, how to help her succeed struggling ADHD, not great home life. Again, the labels, I think, Make sure you listen to the whole podcast. You want to clear these old imprints. These labels have a shaming effect. You know, they have a value to be give us information when there is a spectrum that's at an extreme where medication can be even a um, hopefully a temporary solution until other things have, other things have shifted in a child's life that I've already spoken to, like diet supplementation. Um, that's another one I didn't speak to. Is what's the kind of stress that's happening in your child's home, and are they running? the stressful parenting energy. Is there a lot of contention in the space? Is there, is it a happy place to live? That's going to affect a child. So, you know, in the sake of your children, take your stuff elsewhere, go outside, you know, get it out of the house. 
if you and your spouse trigger each other, then, you know, be, be responsible parents and say, our kids don't need to get the, the byproduct of this, you know, and Hey, I was not perfect in that. I made a lot of choices because I had so much stuff coming on. You know, I, it's what got me into this work. <laughs> I was messing up big time. So I pray for all of you. Thank you for supporting the podcast, your purchases on my website, buying my courses, buying my products in my online store, help me maintain this to be a ad-free space that we can deliver great content every week to help you be an amazing parent. You can find me at itunes.com forward slash Carol Tuttle to subscribe and also join me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Carol Tuttle. And up on the Child Whisper blog is, I was recently on um, the Fox Fox News, Fox 13, The Place, How to Get Each Type of Child to Bed More Easily. You can find that at thechildwhisper.com, and it's the, this week's blog post. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.